Hey, Gwen. How you doing? I'm good. Do you want to just continue that conversation? Yeah. So we were just talking before we started um, about the importance of believing in a project and stuff in order to work on it. Because that is yeah. super important for, <laughs> for, for, for you to be able to commit your life to something for years. It depends. It really depends on your role. This is my argument. Okay. Like, because I, so when I worked on, I mean, all right, so this is not a secret. I don't play first person shooters. Um, I just don't really mm. enjoy them very much. I play third person sometimes. Uh, and I worked on Bioshock Infinite, right? And I loved my job there and I loved working on it. And I think I, I like, there's no question I added a lot to the game. I think you could ask anybody that worked in the, on that team and they would agree. But, like, it's not a game I would play. And that was fine for a really large studio. Mm. That's fine if you're... In a way, you almost need some people to be a little bit dispassionate about what the game is at a studio that large. Because if absolutely everybody has opinions about the reload timing, then, then we have a problem. You need to be able to trust people. You need to be able to say, okay, we have a team of designers that is concerned with everything about the reload timing and how that fits into the ecosystem of the gun, like how that fits into everything and how all the different timings work together and how it compares to gun feel and how this gun feels relative to other guns. And so if you just drop in like with your unnuanced opinion as an artist, like I just feel like reload should be this. Like nobody (laughs) wants, you you haven't spent the years iterating. You haven't seen the backstory of why the reload time is where it is. Mm. You just need to shut the fuck up and do your art stuff, right? And on some level, you definitely need to understand the game and understand it, especially as an artist. Um, but I think that's just so much more important when your team is smaller. And I think when your team is bigger, that's less important. But obviously, th- it also just totally depends on your role, right? Like, yeah. you were talking about marketing mm. and how important it is, like, for marketing, for a marketing person to understand the game. Oh, God, yeah. For, I, I, I think for marketing, community management, like, content management and stuff, it is, it is so important that you get it like and that you think it's kind of good like you gotta believe that because like i've worked like advertising video games like i've worked on projects where like years ago where like i'm working for actually not even working for a company but like i've done stage stuff where like i'm playing a game and i'm not like i am not the target audience of the game and i'm not into it and it's I don't know how much it tells, but like I'm I'm playing it and I'm thinking like I don't even I'm not enjoying this <laughs> like experience. I mean, you can, I've seen people can act it out. Oh, Some people I, are better at it yeah. than others. Like, isn't that a huge? Do you honestly believe these streamers love every game they're playing? So this is the thing. Like, it's it. I find that incredibly difficult. Well, not incredibly difficult. Like, if I have to do something for, like, 15 minutes, like, I can pretend to like anything for 15 minutes, particularly if I don't have to play it. Like, if, if I'm just talking to someone while they play something, it, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. Like, if you know what I mean. But, like, if I have to sit there for, like, six hours and, like... <laughs> And like, and I'm I'm finding it frustrating, and I'm stuck, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't even know why this game's meant to be fun. Very difficult. But like, I think from the point of view where you're like, 
I'm going to craft the marketing campaign for this video game or for this content or even like I think like community management because that's something I do with uh, my current job I think having a sense of what you think your community is and why they think your thing is good is also super important and if you don't think the product is good it's really difficult to convince other people <laughs> that they should think it is as well I mean if you are like there are people that are like next level marketing people that they can spin anything, make you think it's good. And that's amazing. Yeah. But like to I me, mean, it's very tough. Yeah. I mean, there is a saying in marketing that like a good product, the the best marketing strategy is to market a good product. But what a good oh, product God, yeah. is changes depending mm. on your perspective. And so I, I suppose there is a certain amount of that. There's somebody who understands. If you understand the people that are playing the game, then you have such a better understand way of reaching them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. I like I, and it's amazing to me because I've been hanging out with uh, Mojica lately. He's working on a game called Proteus, and we were talking yes. about the differences in our communities and the difference between the people who are hanging out in like Alan Hazelden's Thinky Puzzle Discord versus the people that are hanging out in the Proteus Discord, which is a retro shooter. Very different sort of uh, customer, mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Very different gamer, right there. Um, and it's and yeah the the way you reach them is just extremely different and you have to understand them to market so i can totally see that and i i will say when you're indie when your team is smaller a, this everything i said earlier about being at a large studio if you're an artist just sh like a, a certain percentage of the artists just need to shut down and and like folk shut up about things that aren't their role and focus on their job and i know that sounds like rude but I, it's just there's too many cooks in the kitchen problem at large studios mm. and at indie studio it's so much the opposite because your team is so small um you have the you probably only have one designer or it's a designer slash programmer and they need feedback so you have very much the opposite problem otherwise they'll silo off on their own and they're nobody's questioning them and you just need to bounce ideas off of people and try things that stick and get feedback that's just so important i was gonna say like i guess one thing is like particularly i guess for independent creators because you've you've taken that leap to work on something that you super believe in like i mean kind was something that you super believed in right so it's like you took that leap to be like i'm gonna make this because i think it's great kind of a thing that's kind of well, super important yeah, like it, the other thing is separate super believed in. I never thought it would sell very well. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why I went with great. Like, but I believed it would be awesome, yes. and it was exactly. So that worked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I believe I had a. I believed I would have a very good goddamn time, and I definitely did. So, so yeah. in that way, it was. Uh, and I shouldn't say that I necessarily think the same thing about the game I'm working on now, but you know. I am definitely having a very good time and it will definitely be awesome. Yeah, which I think is, I think that's very important as a thing. Like if you're going to go indie, I mean, I definitely, I've seen cases of things where people have made games where they're like, this isn't a genre I super like, but I also know I can make a version of it that I, re that I really like. And they've gone down mm -hmm. that route, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's a trap, and I won't, like, 
how do I put it? I, I don't want to say that's a trap. That will work as long as you find a way to be passionate about what you're doing. But mm. I will say there is a trap that I fall into, um, which is where I watch Clark Tank and a lot of these uh, things online about looking through Steam and finding the genres that sell well and making something in that genre. And mm. in all seriousness, understanding the genre and being a person that plays games in that genre is more important than how well it does on Steam. Because it doesn't matter if simulation games do well on Steam if you are not a person that in, uh, understands why simulation games do well on Steam and knows how to reach that market and can can resonate with those players. Yeah, cool. Simulation games do well on Steam. So people who are into that will make a lot of money. But if you're not one of those people, you cannot easily tap into that market. Uh, I, I generally find it's almost a... I don't want to say it's a mistake. It's important to have eyes wide open about how well different genres do. But I think letting it drive your creative decision making is not prudent. Uh, and I will mm. say this is somebody that's made of somebody who does not make play roguelikes that worked on a small team that made a roguelike. And mm. I can wax philosophical about like I can talk about our postmortem on the flame and the flood. And that game did well. And I'm super proud of it. You know, all of this stuff. But like I, I do think. It was one of the things in our postmortem was like, why did we make a game in a genre that we don't play? Like at the time. Yeah. And it, it, obviously the team's changed. A lot of things have changed. I'm really excited for everything the Molasses Flood is doing going forward. But the, that was, I think, um, something that that was something that I wish I I wish there was more of a conversation around that sometimes in the industry mm. because it is so easy these days to get lost in Clark Tank and in and not again I love Ryan Clark he's awesome I love Clark Tank I love these things and it is so important to know how well things sell on Steam if that's where you're going to make your money it's important to know that so you can budget properly but I don't think it's important to know that to drive your creative decision making because I honestly think you will you I honestly think if you are at a smaller studio where everybody has to have buy-in in the genre, you all have to be passionate about that genre. And mm. that is, and understand it and understand the consumers that you're, understand the gamers that that you're trying to reach. Because if you don't, it doesn't matter if that genre is successful. You can't reach the gamers in it. Completely. I guess that's my, I mean, my spiel. There's a good example of that going around at the moment, which is um, some some Twitter drama in the community management sphere, the uh, the guy who's running the Fall Guys uh, Twitter, who has done an amazing job, by the way. Like, that account has now got 1.2 or 3 million followers, and it's which is, like, double the amount their publisher, Devolver Digital, has. And, like, over a really short period of time, it's become one of the biggest games on the internet, like, at the moment. Mm -hmm. And... A, a chunk of that is down to that Twitter Twitter account and community management. The other chunk is like it, it was a, it was exactly the right game at exactly the right time in exactly the right genre. Like it was, it, but he, uh, a guy called Oliver, posted on his own Twitter like, here was my initial plan for how I was going to do community management for uh, Fall Guys. In January, I wrote this. And he like, posted all his slides that he'd done and everything. Super interesting. Like, you look at it and you're like, hmm, yeah. He, and it worked. Like, <laughs> and, he go, and he goes through, like, these were my plans. This is what I ended up doing. All sorts of interesting stuff. Then a guy who's the community manager for uh, 
Hyperscape, which is uh, Ubisoft's uh, Battle Royale shooter. Kind of subtweeted him a bit. Um, that that's funny because I've definitely never heard of that game. Yeah, that is what I'm gonna get into. Uh, <laughs> it's Ubisoft's Battle Royale shooter game, and he did like a little subtweet kind of thing that was like, oh, I don't want to hear advice about how you do stuff, and then that got retweeted by Oliver, and it, it it's blown up into a conversation, as you know, video games are bound to do on Twitter. All right, so wait, what is that a euphemism for? Because that could be many things. Oh, what, a conversation? Like, it's heated, or... Yes. Yeah, people are... So, it, there there was some community managers that were going backlash style, which was like, we can't... Because a lot of what has worked for Fall Guys Twitter is, like, he talks as himself. Like, he doesn't talk as a brand. It's Fall Guys, but it's talking as the community manager, Oliver. It's very open, and it's worked brilliantly for Fall Guys. And then you got a lot of community managers being mad because obviously they're probably getting a lot of shit where they're like, why can't we be 1.1 million in three months? What's going on? Couldn't <laughs> you do that? You do that now. It's it seems it's like the, I guess the new equivalent when people used to say, make it go viral. You're like, oh, no, you don't. No, nah, that's not just a thing. But oh, so there's are the community managers pushing back because they're like, I don't want to put yeah. my name on this. Yes, there's people that were pushing back against it, and now there's pushback to the pushback, <laughs> where people are saying like, don't shit on him just because he's done really well. Like <laughs> that's like he was just offering advice, and you know, not everything works for every brand, and you like everyone needs to know that, and that makes sense. But like the thing just you mentioned like you hadn't heard of hyperscape like ubisoft are pushing that but i think personally and this is no shade on anyone that's worked on hyperscape it hasn't really like it feels to me like a game that's been made because battle royale shooters are really big and so they thought let's make a battle royale shooter and they've added tiny to me as someone that plays a lot of them little things to make it slightly different where it's like, oh, what if you were in a simulation instead of the real world and you could sometimes jump really high and sometimes, you, and, and instead of adding attachment to your guns, you uh, evolve your guns. That's kind of it. Like there's probably other little- So it's like narrative changes rather than gameplay like changes? Like a narrative change and a tiny narrative, like tiny gameplay changes in comparison to what a first person battle royale is like. And mm -hmm. it has, like, it's doing fine, don't get me wrong, but it has not set the world on fire in probably the way that a company like Ubisoft releasing a Battle Royale might like. And so you can kind of see where that frustration's born from, but at the same time, I can definitely see, like, you're, you're pushing a game out that doesn't... It hasn't added anything different to the genre, and it feels the same as, like, when there was a million MMOs because World of Warcraft was super big. It was this, like... Yeah. No, I mean, the, a community manager can't... It's a force... It, they can be a force multiplier, perhaps, mm. if you have a decent community because you have a decent game. You know what it, I mean? Exactly. It, like, like, they can't fucking make people care about the game. No. If people do care about the game, they can be like, follow the Twitter because the Twitter account's awesome. Yeah, and that, but, that is... No, that is what's happened with Fall Guys. Like, the Twitter account mm -hmm. is really good. 
and a lot of people are following it but that is also because the game is really good so like the thing mm-hmm. that's backing it up is that the game is incredibly like four guys came out into a it's a battle royale but like it's it's taking that idea and being like what if not first person shooter <laughs> like what if much more yeah. accessible and like what if far more i would be far more impressed if they made a bad if they could get a massive following around a bad game oh. or if they could take a game not a game that's bad but a game that's like mediocre a game or a game that's like good but not great and explode it through community management yeah i want to hear a person that did that how they did that yeah that would be more interesting to me that would and that would be crazy like if you could if you play <laughs> like if hyperscape would like and i don't want to keep using hyperscape but just because that's uh-huh. that is kind of my example i played that game for like a couple hours and i was like hmm because it's kind of I, I played it and i was just like well call of duty's got a really good battle royale now and it ain't that different from that. So, <laughs> if yeah, anything, more, it's got less to it's it. It's multiplayer, so you want the one with the more users. Yeah, too. you can have 150 yeah. people playing Call of Duty's one at once. Like, it's it's crazy. So I was like, yeah, I'll play that one. Like, But yeah, it's it's it would definitely... That would be crazy. Like, if you could go... like Because everyone's using the Wendy's Twitter model. I don't know. If you must be aware of Wendy's Twitter. Like... I am not aware of Wendy's Twitter. Oh, shit. Okay, so <laughs> Wendy's, uh, there's there's two Twitter accounts that kind of shaped Twitter for brands at, at the moment. Wendy's is probably the biggest one at the moment, which is the post, like, posting irreverent stuff that's got nothing to do with Wendy's. Like, <laughs> and it blew up. Like, it got really big. Just And you'll, you will find most brands' voice now if they're in this kind of particularly in video games but in a lot for a lot of brands that are on twitter their voice is like they'll post stuff like yo just going down to the home depot and like that's the tw- uh, that that's what they've tweeted and it weird now that's been going on for a while and i think we're going to get to a tipping point pretty soon which is something i think four guys hit on that people are getting bored of that but like sonic the hedgehog's twitter was probably another one i would say that was See, like i don't i i like it if it's a person, like if it's the president of the company saying, here's what I think, mm. or if it's the, if it's this guy, Oliver, he's like, my name's Oliver, here's what I think. That's cool. To me, it's really irritating when it's a brand. Like, I don't care if a, like, I, I, there's a fakeness to that that I don't like. I agree. I, I feel that way as when brands make, um, I'm going to get in trouble. But like, even when brands make political statements, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what Wendy's thinks about this. I give a fuck what the president of Wendy's thinks about this. Mm. I give a fuck. I don't care that you did the market research and determined that this was the optimal time to say this optimal thing. Like, no, it, there's a fakeness to that that resonates. That has nothing to do with Wendy's. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. And, and the thing is, like, I would say we are reaching saturation for Wendy's Twitter because it's it was so influential because it blew up so much that that's mm-hmm. now kind of a default voice for a lot of brands and you're always chasing it. Like I, I know I've been told like in various jobs, you get pointed to something that's been really successful and they're just like, can't you just do that? And it is sort mm-hmm. of like, well, no, because we're not that, we're not that, like we're not that company at all. This is, this was something where I think they did really well. Uh, they went for a slightly different voice that people hadn't really, four guys, I mean, that people hadn't yeah. really seen, and well, I mean, now you're going to get all that. The time in, in the indie space where people are doing their own community management, you see it all the time, and it's good and it's bad, right? Mm. Like, if you take 
<clears throat> if you're directly interacting with your community, yes, it puts a human face on it. It makes people, it, it's, there's an honesty to it. It's like, my name is Gwen and I think X, mm. uh, I'm, I'm going to go do this. It's, it's personable. And I've seen other, this is, Fall Guys is not the first, uh, company to have their community manager just tweet and like, my oh, name yeah. is Joe. Yeah. Like I've seen this before. It is very effective. It does humanize you. There, you have the other side of it though, which is like now you've put yourself out there and you're a human being and people can harass you and mm -hmm. bother you and be shitty. Mm -hmm. uh, and it hurts more because you're a person. You can't set it aside and be like, well, they, they're hating on Wendy's. You have to be like, wow, they're hating on me specifically, which sucks. Like, and it gets into a lot of the stuff we talked about before, where the second you you get into this relationship with people that follow you on the internet, where uh, you don't get this so much on Twitter, you get it a lot more on Twitch or YouTube or something like that, where people they people listen to this podcast and they feel like they know me, mm. right? They feel or us, they feel like they understand us, mm. um, but it's a one way relationship. I have no idea who the fuck these people are. <laughs> Uh, and it, no, no, you're right. I, I just made me laugh. Go on. <laughs> well, yeah, like, hi, viewers. I have no idea who the fuck you are. And so, and it becomes weird if, like, somebody, I don't, there's moments where it's really cool. Like, if you're at PAX and somebody walks up and they're like, hey, I just want you to know, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. You're awesome. Mm. That makes my goddamn day. I love that shit, right? But it's not cool when it's like, Hey, I was listening to your podcast and I figured out that this is where you buy your coffee. So I figured I'd come to this coffee shop uh, because mm -hmm. I really, really wanted to meet you. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's really uncool. That's okay. actually scary as fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't like that at all. Don't go to my coffee shop because you figured out where I live. Uh, nah, man, not okay. <laughs> no, and so, don't do that. <laughs> and when you, and the thing is, you can't get the one without the other, mm. right? Like, so, I mean, I've never had somebody show up at my coffee shop. I'm not that famous. Maybe you are. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> no, my I'm sure shop. Oliver's reached that phase. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, like, there's low-key. You can imagine that there's a spectrum here. <laughs> there's a spectrum of acceptable behavior. And you will, you will get across all the spectrum as you become more known. And putting yourself and your name out there means that you have to deal with that so yeah i can totally understand why there's backlash against this there's that there's also i think <laughs> there's a kind of the way i see it like when i saw uh community managers sort of talking like i don't like this the way they've done this or i don't like the way they've done that i gotta think there's a level of jealousy in there because like shit if you could take a if you could come in as a community manager and be like Oh, how's our Twitter doing? It's at 1.3 million followers after three months. I think we did pretty well, right? Right? Yep, 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 yep. Like, everyone's happy with that. Like, that's that's amazing work. <laughs> so, yeah, and and there's going to be an element of people think, oh, well, I could just talk like me and, and do that. But, like, that's not what we are meant to do and stuff. So, I think there's an element mm -hmm. of jealousy in there. But then there's also, just like you said, there's 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 the part of it where you're just like yeah but that wouldn't work for you like that wouldn't 
I don't know that if that would work for the work big for Ubisoft shooter. Like it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna hit as well. Like people, because that's the thing. Yeah. I saw some like I'm Bob Ubisoft. Because this was the thing. Like, like, aren't I interesting? Well, there's a couple things to that too. Because it's a risk. You get, you're taking a risk that Bob is actually interesting and not a douche. Yeah, but uh, there's that. And a large, a large company like Ubisoft put deciding who's gonna be their their like flagship human being on Twitter. Mm. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. You have to vet them like you vet the fucking president. So, like, they also had a little bit... You have a bit more leniency on your side. Like, uh, Mediatonic, the company that made uh, Fall Guys, they're not a small company. Like, they have hundreds of employees, but they're certainly not Ubisoft. So, one of the things, like, Fall Guys had a lot of server issues, which is completely expected for an online game the week it comes out. And... Mm -hmm people were mad about it but oliver tweeting about like how honestly about how they're trying to get things fixed and all that stuff people resonated really well with it because they were oh you're a small team and i get it okay we've just got to wait a little bit and things will be fixed and like you didn't act like as much as you wanted it to be really huge you didn't actually expect it to be one of the biggest games in the world at the moment so like we'll <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll wait Whereas, like, if Ubisoft were like, sorry about the server issues, guys, lol, and, like, funny memes, people would be pissed about that, I think, because they're Ubisoft and, like, they're a fucking big company, so you have a different expectation mm -hmm. on them where you're like, get your shit together, Ubisoft. <laughs> like, well, there's that. There's also the tone of the game. There's the tone yeah. of the person. Yeah, there's the fact that it's a smaller company and people are more forgiving. I think p gamers are a lot more forgiving than people realize. I think I, so. I think... In some it's easy balance. not to see that because the people who go online and complain are the most disgruntled. Mm. If you're happy, you're playing the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're happy, you're not online posting about it. And so uh, the people that go on, y you get just the distilled rage mm. <laughs> in comment sections and in things like that. You just get the people that are angry, that are grumpy, that can't play at this moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a really, like, Fall Guys is like lightning in a bottle for like a video game doing that well that fast and blowing up like jeff Keeley is replying to that oliver community manager's tweet about like oh man this guy shit on me for no reason and jeff Keeley's replying to that being like oh that's some bullshit and it's like yeah that's how big you are now like <laughs> you've gone from dude that you hadn't heard of to like huge names in the games industry are, are replying to your personal twitter account it's just like i mean it's really difficult to like to to look at something that but then again is it easy to dismiss the figuring out what that formula was by just being like ah lightning in a bowl you're never gonna get it like you won't understand it because it's just lightning in a bowl like i don't know like is there a way like is there a formula like that these are the things that i suppose rack marketer and community management's minds forever <laughs> like you're like yeah but if i really thought about it could i actually figure out how to market this thing <laughs> and have yeah. it blow up like yeah i mean this person definitely force multiplied the game mm. and they definitely had a tone that matched the game it sounds like I mean, the the fun thing is, like, Fall Guys is such a... Comedy resonates, especially at a time like this when everything on Twitter is just, like, darkness. It's like, what's wrong now? 
That's fucking right. California's on fire, apparently. We got murder hornets, you know? <laughs> like, being able to just say, hey, here's a funny little pill guy falling from the sky and look at this shit. Like, it's being funny and lighthearted right now is just something we need on Twitter. So, it's true. It's fucking tough, though, Gwen. Like, trying to, like, humor on as a brand. Like, it's... The, again, you. I guess with that game, you have an inherent, like, this video game itself is, like, humorous, like, to look at. But, like, to mm -hmm. be a brand and to try and be funny, like, I always find you're better just not, like, <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my, like, to my personal experience, I'm like, let's just not make any jokes because you know what, you know who finds jokes funny? Not everyone. Like, you do a joke and it doesn't land, like, it's way worse than if you do a joke and it does. Like... <laughs> Like, well, it's a risk, right? Yeah. I mean, when you, if you, if your goal is to be serious and you fail, all you've done is you, maybe you look a little. Nobody cares. If you try like to be serious, well, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you try to be serious and you fail, then people don't take you as seriously, but it's not really the end of the world. Mm. Whereas if you put yourself out there and you try to be funny and you fail, then it can be misinterpreted as being really mean. And really hurtful or it can be misinterpreted as being really uh people will just think that you're stupid <laughs> like oh you think that that must be because you're stupid it's like no it's because they were trying to be funny yeah you know uh and so you the upside is there's a downside which is if you fail at being funny then then it's a lot worse than if you fail at, at being serious but i think the upside is if you succeed at being funny then like there's nothing better in the world basically like to reach somebody and to make them laugh and to bring somebody joy that's like the best thing what do you it's a thing where you've sparked an emotion in somebody else whereas if you try to be serious and you reach somebody all you've done is convince that person that you are smart <laughs> which is like who gives a shit like i like okay i've convinced a person that i'm smart i haven't reached them really they other than maybe maybe best case scenario you inspire them you can i suppose there's that you can you can inspire a person um and i guess that's good I shouldn't shit on that, but like I think <laughs> no. bringing somebody joy, bringing somebody a feeling like that, a, a positive emotion to me, and uh, not to say being inspiring isn't a positive emotion, but I, I think it's just better to make people laugh. Like I think it's a risk worth taking for the most part. Yeah, it's it's just it's I personally I've always like for me for me as a human or for me for anything that I'm doing for myself fucking fry all sorts of shit and most of the stuff i think's funny no one like people don't on twitter <laughs> like it doesn't i mostly translate when being seen or talking like that, that those are the times i'm funny whereas on twitter it never tends to work and stuff i i tweet oh. that i think's fucking funny like it, it like no one cares and i show like i'm the worst because i'll show it to people like that i know <laughs> and be like look i did this tweet and like you're not gonna find it funny but like i love it so like look look at this and i was like i'm like Haha. right i do that too yeah, yeah like but you have to i mean it's practice right yeah. you have to practice and it's hard I, the world needs more humor though so you just have to be willing uh, it's hard it's hard it's hard to put yourself out there and to try to be funny in a world that will that for one thing like it's so easy to be misinterpreted if mm. you're writing in text it's hard for sarcasm to land in text um so yeah twitter is not an ideal medium for being humorous i'll, I'll hear you on that absolutely but the alternative is like we're in a world where everybody's trying to be serious and that's awful 
Yeah, I, I guess a lot of it is like, so one of the one of the things as a brand that you want to do is like, mm. I, I saw like a really good breakdown by one of the person who markets for uh, Minecraft. And they broke down like what percentages of stuff your post should be. And they were saying like 60% of your posts as a brand should be inspiring delight in some way. Like be that like, oh, that's a cool thing. Or like, haha, I laughed. And the trap I always fall into with trying to inspire delight is I get like you just can get stuck in a cycle of thinking, yes, but what if nobody finds this? <laughs> what if someone sees this? And it doesn't inspire delight. It, it makes them think you're like a loser who's trying <laughs> to be funny. And your goal with this tweet ultimately is for people to think positively of your company and ideally to buy the thing you're trying to sell. Like, or at least mm -hmm. be aware of you to the point where they might want to buy something <laughs> later. Like, that's a good thing. So Dude, it's a risk. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you practice being funny on your personal accounts. Yeah, I think that's probably the only way to do it. You just practice and you try, and like, hopefully over time you get better at being funny. You get better at reaching people. Mm. It's a muscle you flex like any other muscle you have to exercise. You know. Have you ever thought about like uh, social strategies or anything like that, like for kind or like I I mean I know the answer, but like Ugh. but like <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like have you ever Nah man, nah, I don't really think about it. I just try shit. <laughs> like probably I should. But I mean I guess I am a I didn't really think of it like that. But yeah, like people if they want to follow kind, they follow Dire Goldfish, which is my personal account. And I do try to not like I, like in general, I don't want to be a massive drag, so I try not to tweet a bunch of sad shit all the mm. time. You know, like same. I I um, do you worry like that this might just be me, but do you worry that like your Twitter can just come off as bland? Like I don't think your Twitter comes off as bland, but I will think mine does because I'll I'll have like a spicy hot take. The the like reaction is what people respond to. So like be that negative or like mostly negative actually most people do like what is it the negativity bias thing people will respond to you being like i think this is bullshit you'll get responses and like in a world mm -hmm. where engagement is super important you'll get that but like i don't want that to be yeah, me fuck the world where engagement is super important Ugh. i'd rather not like i would rather be poor <laughs> like <laughs> at some level yeah i'd uh it's it's just not worth being part of that. It's not worth it for your well-being well, as a human. That's what I think, right? Yeah, but then, but then, from a marketing standpoint, like I don't think a brand should be like "fuck this," but like to get something that blows up, people want need to throw attention at it. You got to figure out what that is. So it's like, but then you also don't want to be shitty. You don't want to be crappy. Like you don't, you know, because if you tweeted mm -hmm. something where like throwing shade at another brand people fucking blow up on that stuff but at the same time you're yeah. like i don't know if we want to be like shitting on other things i don't think that's us well well this is interesting maybe let's reevaluate okay so let's say i want to have a big impressive twitter yeah. so you think i should i could start a beef with alan like alan hazel <laughs> you and alan could just like, agree. He's about to yeah he just announced he's coming out in apple arcade we could just start like a like a twitter beef like a fucking oh, you what could, do you call it the epic versus apple thing you could just jump on that and just just tweet oh my god we totally Fortnite should 
I'm gonna I'm gonna text Alan after this. I don't know. I would put him in the. I don't know if I want to put either of us in the position of defending a multi billion oh, dollar company, no. that whole especially because I'm pretty. Like... I don't know where Alan stands on that, so that'll be interesting. I guess yeah, this way you it, find out it's real. You're suddenly like, oh shit, we are we arguing? <laughs> like, <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, like I I worry that like due to like not wanting like I I will tweet so much shit and delete it like and it's not even in like I'm not tweeting anything crazy but like I'll tweet like I thought that trailer for that thing wasn't very good and then after like 30 seconds I just delete it because I'm like oh what's the point like who cares like I don't like what's the, what am I putting into the world by saying I didn't like a thing but then by just saying that you like a thing nobody cares it's an interesting world on social media Gwen interesting I mean, I'll tweet out, like, if there's a game that resonated with me or something. And I just oh, yeah. don't really care if people like it or not. I'm just like... <laughs> That's the thing. That's you know the main what? thing. I, I played Limelight, and it brought me joy, and I just want to bring other people joy. Check it out. Like, that's it. Like, there's no, you know... I guess I maybe... But then again, I'm not like, I don't have a million fucking Twitter followers, so mm. maybe if I was more angry, it would work out or whatever. So I guess maybe... We, I, I'm not in any position to give anyone advice. You're probably right. That probably works. But then you have to be the kind of person that does that sort of thing. And I'm not willing to be that person. Yeah, because that's and the thing. Some level. Like that Oliver guy is not that person. And that's not what Fall Guys Twitter is. Like it's pretty positive. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like that, that stuff has resonated really well. So like maybe maybe we're seeing a sea change, Gwen. What was the conventional wisdom of a, like attention bias and stuff might... Maybe people will get better. Like, I don't know. Maybe they'll well, like nice I things. I think it's, the attention bias you're talking about totally works. It just doesn't work for brands. No. Like, uh, you don't want your brand to be angry attention seeking, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you want that brand if you're Fox News or if you're like a news program. Or you want to be punchy and exciting. Mm. And the, this is how news outlets make it. But I don't think that's how like Wendy's should make it. I don't think Wendy's. Maybe it would be funny if Wendy's started a beef with Burger King. But if Wendy's had opinions on like just hateful opinions or whatever or controversial <laughs> yeah, thoughts hot takes like nah. the only hot take i want from wendy's is their spicy chicken sandwich hey, hey. gwen's still here that should be a tweet <laughs> <laughs> here we go <laughs> uh, uh, it's 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 interesting and it's like because you yeah like wondering what the role of social media will be for like a very for like a small game and stuff and just observing that and being like okay so it's super helped four guys but like how how do you even replicate that when it's I don't, I don't know if you do like i don't think i don't think you replicate that i think you need something different in a different environment at a different time like it's yeah there's a lot there it's an interesting case study at the very least it is interesting mm. and i think they yeah and props to that guy for what he pulled off yeah amazing um should we wrap this up gwen I think so. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry I said I don't know who you are, but I don't. <laughs> she doesn't. She just doesn't know. But you could tell us. You could reach out on Twitter. You could. Yeah, reach out to us on Twitter. My Twitter's Dire Goldfish. Mine's Chris Slight. And there you go, Chris Slight. And this has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight. And you've been in the dialogue box.